2: is the pack a day podcast
3: it's saturday and that means it's time for another rousing episode of pack a day your 24 7 365 day a year packer podcast i'm jake turner alongside my partner in crime he is a writer for bob he is mark eckel mark how you doing i'm hanging in there jake how are you I'm doing fantastic. I know everybody right now is going through Hot Take Central with Aaron Rodgers, but you know what? I'm focused more on the Packers and the Vikings on Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. That's what I'm looking forward to here. Now, during this po- po- this uh, podcast here, we are going to break down some of the things that you are not hearing anywhere else. Because if you turn on a national sports radio show right now, they are talking about, is Aaron Rodgers going to play? Is Deshaun Kaiser going to be the guy? No, no. We don't do that here on Pack-A-Day, especially when I got Mark Eckel here. So we're going to break down certain things that are going to be happening here coming up in the Viking-Packer game. And first off, Mark, let's go to the running game. Jamal Williams, 62 yards on the ground. Aaron Jones is out for one more game. What can the Packers do to keep the pressure off the passing game and use Jamal Williams and Ty Montgomery. Well,
2: I think they were going to run the ball more in the opener against the Bears, but when you fall mm-hmm. behind twenty to nothing,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, it kind of takes away your running game a little bit. Uh, Jamal Williams, I like him because he runs so darn hard. I mean, he really—I mean, you can see every every carry with him. He—it's—it's—it's it's, it's an effort. It's one hundred percent. It's. Um, is he the most talented back I've ever seen? Not by not by a large margin, but but he runs hard. He's also a very good blocker in the backfield, which he's been picking up the blitz, which is very important to a Packer offense that doesn't have a fullback now. Um, I think I think against the Vikings, I mean, listen, the Packers are always going to be a pass first team. Um, it's just the way the offense is built. It's it's they're better. You know, they have Aaron Rodgers. They have a, a good group of wide receivers. They have a very good tight end. So they're always going to be pit, but they but like you said, they have to be balanced. Uh, they're going to have to run a little bit. Um, Williams, I think, like I said, I, he can he can carry the load. Um, I think when Aaron Jones gets back uh, next week, you'll you'll see an even better running attack because you'll have that that diversity be, be, between the two. Um, I'm I'm curious to see if the new guy gets any any work this this week. Uh, the kid Jackson that they picked up from Gary uh, Dallas. Jackson cuz he I don't know if if I'm not mistaken he he didn't get a snap last week did he
3: No he didn't uh it was mostly Jamal small williams and time of um
2: mm-hmm. he could be a little bit of a off you know a little bit of a change of pace guy for him um if he's ready and if he's picked up the picked up the offense um so I'm, I'm, I I wouldn't mind seeing him get you know maybe 3 4
3: carries against the Vikings Sunday this is a Pack-A-Day podcast. You can find it on Twitter at Pack-A-Day podcast. You can find this on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and even Spotify because that's what we do here. On And, uh, of course, I'm Jake Turner and Mark Eckel from AgainFootball.com. He was 32 years in the business covering the Philadelphia Eagles, longtime Packer fan as well. Mark, what do you think of this ridiculous rumor by Adam Rank of NFL.com? He talks about how the Packers should just derail everything with the draft and go get Le'Veon Bell. How ridiculous does this sound?
2: I <laughs> uh, mean, it's not going to happen because the Steelers aren't going to, I don't think they're going to trade him. But, man, that would be, imagine that offense if they had a Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. My goodness. Um, hey, listen. Any and for the last whatever many years, it would have been just a, a, a stupid rumor because Ted Thompson would have never, in a billion years, <laughs> have done that. No, but let's no. be honest. This new regime—I don't know. I wouldn't put anything past them. I mean, they were in on Khalil Mack. They did try. They, you know, they just the, the, the Raiders felt that the Bears' pick would be, you know, a higher pick than the Packers' pick, and that's why they went with that trade. But. <sighs> Well, I, I didn't see the ranks rumor. What what did he say they would have to give up to get him?
3: Uh, he would have to give up the two first-round draft oh, picks. stop and... right there. Stop yeah, right thank there. Thank you. Thank That's you. It. You don't trade two number one
2: picks for a running back. I don't care how good the running back is. You just don't do it. He's, and Bell might <laughs> be the you. best. I don't care if he is the best. I mean, let's let's be honest. Let's look at Super Bowl champions. That's what it's okay. all about, right? Okay. I do want to be a Super Bowl champion. All right. Well, the Eagles won the Super Bowl, Bowl last year with, with a bunch of guys at running back. Mm-hmm. The, their best by the end of the year, their best was undrafted rookie from, I believe, the University of Wisconsin,
3: Corey, Corey Clement. Clement.
2: Um, so they have that. And the team they beat was the New England Patriots. I don't even know who, who their running back is. They don't know who it is week to week. They have a different guy back there every every other play. So <laughs> you don't need a great running. And, and listen, if you have a great running back, it's, it's it's a nice thing. But you don't you don't win Super Bowls or even get to the Super Bowl with great running backs. I mean, Adrian Peterson, probably the greatest running back in recent history. How mm-hmm. I many Super Bowls did uh, he, he get to? Oh, wait, none. Because he played for the Vikings, who just don't go to Super Bowls. Um, <laughs> you know, so, there, I mean, even, you know, Zeke, Zeke, I, I love Zeke. I like Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, um, Love him. But Dallas isn't going to win unless Dak Prescott plays well.
3: Right, right. so
2: it's, I mean, the game has changed. this This isn't this isn't Vince Lombardi's Packers with 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 Horning and Taylor.
3: Mm-hmm. This
2: isn't Jim Brown leading the Cleveland Browns. That, mm-hmm. That's you know that's hundred years ago. This isn't even you know the the old Giants under Bill Parcells that, that ran the ball, and ran the ball, and ran the ball. No, it's a different game now. Running backs are. It's, listen, it's nice to have one to, to keep your offense balanced, but no, you you do not absolutely do not trade two number one picks for even the even the best running back in in the game that's i mean the giants screwed up this last draft, taking barkley over uh darnold it was that that was a ridiculous that was a dumb move and it's why the and it's why the jets have have moved past the giants and and i'm sure you know the giants people are looking at each other saying oh my god i think we really screwed up and let the jets get darnold but that was just dumb you don't take a running back over a quarterback when you need a quarterback
3: I wasn't surprised by that move at all. But uh, So speaking about quarterbacks, you know, we already know the story about Aaron Rodgers, of course. But what I want to know is the two tight ends he has. He has Mercedes Lewis, Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham was kind of an afterthought. The Bears did a good job containing him. So how can Jimmy Graham and Mercedes Lewis get going against this Vikings front seven?
2: Well, what you do is, I mean, if, if the Vikings want to play the same defense that the Bears did and, and bracket coverage on... on on jimmy graham and, and not mm-hmm. let him beat them well fine let them do that and then guess what Devonte adams and geronimo allison and rambo copper are going to beat you. you you can't take away everything the bears i this with jimmy graham when the eagles the eagles played the saints in the i believe it was a 2013 wild card game and all week all the eagles defensive players and their coordinator uh at the time billy davis all they talked about was Jimmy Graham, Jimmy Graham, Jimmy Graham. Breeze to Graham. We, we got to stop that. We're going to, you know, this is what we're doing. And, you know, the player, how we're going to... And then we talked to players and they talked about how we're going to cover him and how what a great player he is. All we heard about all week was, was, was Jimmy Graham. Mm-hmm. And come that night, Saturday night wild card game, Eagles did a hell of a job against Jimmy Graham. They they did they had Bracket coverage, had a linebacker, and a safety following them all, all, all over the place. And, and Graham really did not hurt the Eagles. Mm-hmm. But... With all that being done to stop Graham, the Saints ran for like hundred and something yards on him, and Breeze—I forget the, the wide receiver that, that at the time who it was—but Breeze used him, and and the, and the Saints won the game. So, listen, if teams want to take away Graham, okay, but then just know that you sort th- of all three Packer wide receivers played great against the Bears that's mm-hmm. that week. So, if the you know. You have to pick your poison. If you're going to, uh, eventually, teams are going to say, "Listen, we can't just keep letting these wide receivers kill us," so they're going to start doubling one of them or both, you know, or, or two of them, and then, and then Graham will get it open too. With um, all that said, I would like to see Graham be be a, be a factor in the red zone this this week.
3: Pick your poison. You were talking and Lewis, about.
2: I'm, I'm sorry, I, I didn't. I didn't mention Lewis.
3: He, I mean, he's
2: not going to. He's not going to put up big numbers, mm-hmm. but he's going to be a factor. I believe, as a blocker, and especially an inline blocker for the mm-hmm. run game. Now, again, as we said earlier, the run game kind of vanished last week because when you fall behind, uh, you know, mm-hmm. twenty to nothing, you know, you 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 have to throw every down. So, um, I, I, I'm not concerned at all that. The, I, I think both of them are going to have are, are, are going to make an impact this this season for the Packers.
3: The biggest impact has got to be on the blind side with David Battiari and Brian Belaga. They're going to be going against Everson Griffin and Daniil Hunter. So how can they be able to neutralize that pass rush with those two tackles? Well, is fine.
2: He played great against the Bears. Yes, he did. You didn't see Floyd at all. <laughs> no. Um, I mean, no, he, he he won that battle hands down. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a great—I mean, he if he's not the best left tackle, he's in the top three. In, in, in the league right now. He's he's just mm-hmm. a he's he's just an excellent player. Uh Balaga obviously had some trouble early with, with Mac, um, but a lot of people do. Um he played a lot better in the second half. I mean he, let's keep in mind, I mean, it's 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 almost you know, it's it's I'll <laughs> I'll say it's Aaron Rodgers like that Balaga's even playing. I never I never thought that he'd be ready week one of the season. And there he was. He was out, you know, out there playing and, and and giving his all. I mean, he you know he's coming off a very bad injury, so yeah. Um, the fact that he's out there is is amazing, and you know, and we we heard he was going to be out there when camp started, which I was like, wow, that, that's that's amazing. That's pretty good. Um, so with Balaga, I mean, that's where a Lewis could come in too. Um, maybe you you have him out there and you give a little help to Balaga's side if, if you feel that he needs, and that's that's something that, that McCarthy doesn't do that often mm-hmm. and usually he doesn't have to because when you have those those two tackles you pretty much can leave them by themselves and, and know they're going to be, be okay but until Balaga's 100% and I and I, and I just can't imagine that he is 100% um, maybe give him a little help maybe keep Lewis out there um, to like help help with the with the pass rusher you know give him, even if he chips him a little bit or whatever um but I think I know. Again, just like I'm not worried about the tight ends, I'm not worried about the Packer tackles either. Because I think the one, like I said, back to you is one of the top three in the league, and when 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 healthy, Brian Balaga's is top ten in the league. So you know, they're that. That's one of the strengths of the team.
3: I was saying this in my article today on PackersTalk.com dot com that. In order to have, you know, a great quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, a terrifically tooled quarterback, you got to have a stout offensive line. And that's exactly what the Packers definitely do have. So speaking about that, let's jump to the to the Vikings here for a minute. They don't have a strong offensive line. Mike Pettin loves to do pass defense. So how can this Packers pass rush that did such a great job on Trubisky in the second half be able to get after Kirk Cousins early on and keep from, you know, falling behind? Yeah, they
2: I mean I, just as you said, I think that I think that's one of the, the biggest matchups of this game is the Packers front um against the like you said, a a subpar Vikings offensive line. It's by mm-hmm. far the I mean the Vikings Cousins I'm not the biggest Cousins fan. I think he's okay. I mean, I don't think okay. he's worth the money that, that he got, but god God bless him, he 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 got it. So um he but he's okay. The running game with Dalvin Cook is pretty good. They got they have a couple a couple good wide receivers they have a good tight end offensive line is the is their weak link i mean every team has a weak link that's the vikings so i think up front your your mike daniel your uh, kenny clark and Muhammad wilkinson have they the three of them it starts up with with them they have to beat their guy
3: mm-hmm.
2: they have to win their one-on-one battles and then let's take it to the next level. The Nick Perry, Clay Matthews, Reggie Gilbert, whichever one of the whichever two of those three are in, they mm-hmm. have to come on off the edge and 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 beat the Vikings tackles. And you know, if they win their one-on-ones, if the if the interior wins theirs, Cousins is going to be under pressure. When Cousins is under pressure, he will throw some picks. He, he, you know, he he'll put it up sometimes. I I, I saw him a lot with the Redskins mm-hmm. through the years. I mean, he's like I said. I I'm not going to say he's a bad quarterback. He's not bad at all. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's. I don't think he's in that elite level though by any means. um And again, like like a lot of quarterbacks so you get to him, you hit him a few times. You know, he's he. You could you could put him in in his place if, if you remember. A lot of people point out that night game a couple years ago where he. He did a great job against the Packers beat him like 45 to 20 something mm-hmm. but that was a Packer team that was kind of beat up at the time and just not playing well but go back to that playoff game if you remember when the, when the Packers um, I believe they were they, they were a wild card yeah against Washington I for the first round Cousins wasn't so good in that game no. Packers got some pressure on him he threw some I think he threw a, a pick six if, if I'm not, not mistaken Um, he threw a couple picks and that's, that's the kind of effort, that's the kind of defensive packs to play. Uh, get some pressure, make him put the ball up before he wants to, and then let that, and we'll get to that a little, little, little bit later on, I'm sure, we'll let that young, talented, uh, and I can't believe I'm saying this, young, talented Packers
3: secondary make some plays. Crazy. It's crazy to even say the word young and talented about the secondary because we haven't said that in about five years. This is the pack Podcast. You can tweet us at at Pack-A-Day Podcast, or you can find Mark Echo at at Mark 8 or myself at JakeTurnerSport. We are talking about uh, some of the big-time positions that nobody is talking about right now as the Minnesota Vikings will travel to take on the Green Bay Packers Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Now let's talk about this for a minute. With Clay Matthews, how tight of a leash does Clay Matthews have right now after his deplorable performance last week?
2: It's <sighs> a good question. I mean, he is Clay Matthews. Um, he had a bad game. Yes, he did. There's no okay. doubt about it. He knows it. Um, didn't do much at all during the game. Then and then had the awful, awful, inexcusable penalty. That yep. if they, if, the, if the Bears you know drive after that and and win the game my god and we're really killing him um, you know it's up to him he's a veteran he's been around a long time he's been to Pro Bowls he's you know he's. let's be honest he you know he's one of the at one time he was one of the better players in the game mm-hmm. he's got a show this week we'll find out I mean he's, he has to bounce back with a with a good effort Sunday afternoon um, if he doesn't if he has another game like he had against the Bears then you gotta start asking is is it over you know is he Jordy Nelson?
3: So to bounce off that, Mark, will we see a lot more Reggie Gilbert?
2: Well, I think I think we could see see a lot of Reggie Gilbert anyway. I mean, not just because of Clay, but mm-hmm. and, and Nick. Perry. I mean, I think you don't want those two outside guys playing every snap. I mean, it, it, I remember going back. You know, one of the hardest things coaches always told me this, One of the hardest things to do on defense is 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 constantly rush the passer. Um, so you. That's why you see a lot of teams. Rotate their defensive ends, come in with some fresh guys. Well, three four, it's your linebacker. So, um, yeah, Gilbert. I mean, Gilbert. You know, he needs to be out there. He, he needs to. I'm not. You know, I don't think it should be an even split, per, perhaps. But again, if, if Matthews isn't getting it done, then maybe it is time to get more more Gilbert outside and maybe slide Clay inside. Even I think that's the future. I think Clay Matthews' future, and I think it would have been if if, if the Packers could have gotten Mac. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, in the I think, I think that obviously, you know, Mac would have been one of your starters outside, and I think Nick Perry certainly would have been, and I think you would have saw Clay move inside, um, where he's not a bad. I mean, he's pretty good inside. I mean, he was that one year when they had to move him in, inside,
3: mm-hmm.
2: that turned the whole season around and it turned the whole defense around. So, is Reggie Gilbert ready to take on a full time role? Well, we we may find out for for, for better or worse.
3: Speaking about better or worse, uh, the secondary. The secondary looked awful in the first half. The second half, they looked un- they looked unbeatable. What is it about Jair Alexander and Josh Jackson that really impresses Mike Petton and his defensive staff?
2: Well, they have talent. They're very talented. I, I, I kind of disagree a little bit with you, Jake. I don't think they were awful. I think okay. sometimes you have to give okay. give credit to, to, to the other guy. I mean. A couple of those passes, Trubisky just threw a great, great.
3: I mean, they were that
2: one pass. I mean, that that was great. Was excellent coverage. The coverage was right there. He just put the ball right. He looked like a.
3: Yeah, the one to Allen Robinson.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was amazing. There was a couple. Trubisky made some elite throws
3: Mm -hmm.
2: in that first half. Yes, he did. uh, And some, like I said, sometimes there, there was a reason he was the number two pick in the draft. I mean. He has some, some ability, obviously, and, and he showed it off in the first half. Second half, there were some adjustments made. Uh, they got a little more pressure on him, and like any quarterback, he, he then all of a sudden the throws weren't as good. Um, but we're getting back to Jackson and Alexander, and let's mm-hmm. throw Kevin King in that mix, too. And, Go for it. Um, and, and the old man, Tremont Williams. I mean, mm-hmm. he's, he's the mentor. He's the he's the godfather of those guys, so, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um they all. I thought they, they played well there, but Alexander and Jackson are very talented football players, mm-hmm. and that's why the Packers took them one you know one one two last year. Um, you know, hopefully they they stay healthy, and if they do, they're going to be the the, the Packers' best set of corners in a for a, in a long long time. I mean, um, you you just see the ability, and Alexander is you know he has the ball skills, he has the has the speed, mm-hmm. doesn't have the size, so to speak, but he kind of makes up for it, you know. Uh, and then Jackson lacks a little bit of, you know, you'd like him to be a little faster, but mm-hmm. he might, and he makes up for it with his smarts. You know, he's a typical Iowa player. And by, by that, I mean they're very well coached. So he's always in the right place. He always knows what to do. Um, you know, they're, they're, I, I just, I just think finally the Packers hit hit with hit a hit on two two corners, and you throw King in from the year before.
3: Mm-hmm. That, that that that's pretty good. So, what would be the best matchup for the Packers secondary, Adam Thielen or Stefan Diggs?
2: They're both pretty good players. Um, I would think. I, I mean, Diggs obviously. They're both good. I don't. I don't want to take anything. They're amazing. Yeah, they are. They're good, but I'm guessing. Don't know how they'll match up. I mean I guess they'll just let the Vikings line up in whichever side they're on, King will have one. Um Williams will have the other and then Alexander will be in the slob. Maybe or they may they may move guys around. Um the safeties are gonna have to shade their coverage probably one way or or the other. Um but again it starts with if the if, if the Packers defensive line and linebackers give cousins time, I don't care who's covering those guys they're going to get get open. You you can't cover for forever, so it's going to start up front with getting pressure, making Cousins throw the ball sooner than he would like, you know. Well, and then have the coverage on the receivers, and that and that could lead to some picks and, and and some good good plays for
3: for the Packers. Yeah, speaking about good plays for the Packers, of course, is uh, the health of Aaron Rodgers. If you were Mike McCarthy right now, would you say? I will put in Aaron Rodgers, even if he is not good to go yet. Or would you have Deshaun Kaiser take a shot at this and then you know wait on week three?
2: I would never put a guy, Aaron, being Aaron Rodgers or be it, you know a safety, a guard, a whatever. I would mm-hmm. never put any player who's not who's hurt out there to play. I mm-hmm. mean, I just wouldn't do that. The second week of the season, mm-hmm. um, but with that said, you know it's—I'm not a doctor, and neither is Mike McCarthy. So, if Aaron Rodgers tells me he's fine, mm-hmm. and if—and if, and if the doctors, if, if Doctor McKenzie clears him and says, yeah, you know, he can play, and mm-hmm. absolutely, Aaron Rodgers is 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 out there. And even though it is only week two, it's the Vikings at home. It's a game that—it's probably your most important game of the season. If if, if, yeah. if you think about it, I mean, it shouldn't be, and, and, and I'm against having games this important this early in the season. I,
3: okay, I think, why is I that, Mark?
2: You... What's that?
3: Why is that?
2: Well, I just think early in the season, like I, I don't, I didn't like them playing the Bears la- last week. Mm-hmm. I, I, I read a story, and I forget who wrote it. Because I'd love to give them the credit for it. Um, okay. It's something I I like wrote that um, the opening week of the season in, in the NFL should be all. AFC
3: versus NFC games. Hmm. Because
2: a lot of teams. I mean, because nobody plays in preseason anymore. Your first week is is almost like a fifth preseason game, and that's why you see a lot of sloppy. I mean, there were a couple of great games. Don't get me wrong, but there hmm. were you. A lot of the things that happen in the first week are are kind of off the charts. It's, it's things that and 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 we'll see by the end of the year if uh, how things play out, but. Um, you see games in the first week that, that, that a team will blow another team out and you say, wow, that team must be really good and the other team must not be that yeah. must, must not be that. that and then by the end of the year, it kind of equals out. Now, I'm kind of yeah. hoping that wasn't the case with the New Orleans Saints. I hope they're as bad as they looked and they go 0-16. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> and the Packers have their first pick in the draft. But uh, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> um, but but it, again, so you really shouldn't play and again, I wish I remember who who wrote the story. I I don't want to steal the credit from, it, but someone else did write it. That you so that first week should be, you know, it shouldn't be Packers Bears. It shouldn't be Saints Buccaneers. It it should be Packers against the Dolphins, okay. or you know whatever team you're, team you're playing. Because in you know, early in the season, teams just aren't what they're going to be when by week seven, eight, nine. But that's not the way it is. So the Packers are playing the Vikings this week, and I think it's you know what other game is bigger than than the Packers Vikings. I mean, it, it, this is going to. Those two head-to-head games are probably going to decide who wins the division.
3: I couldn't agree more. I, I I would not doubt that because when I hear the words, you know, let's just take the loss here. It's like it's Vikings-Packers though, because Packers and Bears, we respect that rivalry. Vikings and Packer fans do not respect each other, and this is like pretty much like. Pretty much going on to the back of an alley right now and fighting it out for three hours. I mean, it's kind of like that. The Packers and the Bears, you want to put them in a boxing ring. This one is in the alley. So that's what I'm expecting (laughs) out of this. Now, Mark, so final question here. Let's go to our Pack-A-Day pick-em here, of course. I'm going to start off with you. Who wins this game on Sunday?
2: Okay. Well, we're called Packers. Right, we're not called good Day, <laughs> um, <laughs> so I got to pick. I mean, Packers are home. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna speculate that Aaron Rodgers does play. Okay, that the line protects him. And listen, Rodgers has to be smart too. He's got to play the way he did the second half. Okay, against the Bears. And by that, I don't just mean play great because he was. He was. I mean, he was absolutely phenomenal. But he played smart. He. And I don't know why they didn't do this in the first half. He can't look to make them hit the big play every time. Like mm-hmm. you know, he needs he needs those quick, short, accurate passes and just bang, 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 and right down the field. And guess what? Let your receivers make plays. They you saw them do it. All three of them made plays mm-hmm. against the Bears. You know, Cobb caught a pass, a what a thirty twenty yard, thirty yard pass, turned it into a seventy five yard touchdown. Mm-hmm. You know, Adams did the same thing a couple times. Let them. Do Mm-hmm. If it, I'm, granted, if it's there, if the, if they start biting, and, and maybe, but don't come out looking to, to 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 score big. Look, come out with that same offense you ran the second half against the Vikings. Do that, protect them. They're going to score some points against this Viking defense. Even though everyone tells me how great the Viking defense is, I watched the Eagles score thirty some points on them last year in a championship
3: game. That's true. That's true. You
2: know, I think the Eagles exposed them a little bit. Um, and that was Nick Foles. That wasn't even Carson Wentz. That was Nick Foles. Um, and then defensively, like I said, pressure, they got to get pressure on Kirk Cousins. If Cousins is is comfortable in the pocket and he has time, they're going to score a lot of points on the Packers. So get some pressure on, 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 on Cousins. Um, Rogers has to go to the short, quick passes and run the ball a little bit. Mix in a Jamal Williams, mix in Ty Montgomery. Um, use Mon- I want to see them use Mon- Montgomery a little more gadgety too You know, maybe, maybe maybe a couple jet sweeps maybe a direct snap or two um, mix it up a little bit and I think they can, it's going to be a good game but I'm, I'm going to say the Packers and Packers by 4 how about that
3: 24-20 say that one more time 24-20 24-20, that's a good score. I, I think that's exactly what kind of game we're going to have. I'm going to take the Packers in this one, too, but I feel like it's going to come down to Mason Crosby's leg. I think oh, okay. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is going to be able, if he does play, and I'm going to speculate as well, I think he's going to have one of those two-minute drives, go down the field, set him up in field goal range, and take and rip the hearts out of the Minnesota Vikings by Mason Crosby's leg. So well,
2: I'll tell you right now. Yeah, I'll, I'll sign up for Mason his Lake, That because he's <laughs> even at thirty. What is he now? Thirty four. He's still one of the best in the
3: game. He has salt and pepper on his head. <laughs> yes, he does. And, and guess what? The,
2: the, the salt's starting to outweigh the pepper.
3: <laughs> All right, Mark. <laughs> it's usual. Great stuff as usual here on uh, Pack-A-Day. Now, if you miss any of this Pack-A-Day podcast, uh, you can go to iTunes, Stitcher, or you can find us on Spotify as well. Buzzsprout is also a good source as well. We found out that there was over 900 views on the Packers postgame that we did, our first one on Monday. I actually had to do that one solo. Now, this time around, my voice is not going to be shot. I promise you that my voice is clean as ever for this Pack-a-Day podcast. Now, you could tweet us at at pack Podcast, Mark Eckel at Mark 08, and of course myself at Jake Turner Sport. But that's all we got here, Mark, as usual. I will see you next time. And I thank all you Packer fans for listening here. This has been your Pack-a-Day podcast for Saturday morning. Enjoy the game on Sunday. It's at... 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, right on Fox. So make sure that you are able to turn your dials to that. That's it for Pack-A-Day, and we will see you next time right here on the only 24-7, day year podcast, courtesy of the Green Bay Packers. And that always leads us to those three great words, Go Pack Go. See you next time. Snap to A-Rod, looking around and waiting. Lots it, deep down the right side. Allen.